Welcome to the four-part teaching series, Understanding Your Dreams, featuring Cindy McGill. In this series, you'll learn about God's perspective on dreams and why interpreting them is important. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's going on, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Elijah Fire series, Understanding Your Dreams, featuring Cindy McGill. This is part three of four, so if you are tuning in for the first time, uh, there are two other parts, but you can stick around. You're still going to learn a lot, but I put a link in the description to the playlist because all these series, once they're all completed or as, as we do each one, we put them into each individual playlist. So it's nice and easy and you can take that playlist and you can send it on to somebody who's got questions or uh, you can pass it around to people. Uh, so we make it nice and easy for you, but welcome, welcome. I'm super excited about today's episode, uh, part three of four of Understanding Your Dreams. I think we're just going to get right into it because, man, these, these, these episodes are awesome. My guest is just Cindy. She's just full of, of knowledge and experience, uh, trial by fire. So um, yeah, my guest, for those who don't know, she has been interpreting dreams for a long time. Um, and she's what many of us would consider an expert, um, but she wants other people to learn how to do it as well. So she's great at teaching people uh, the hows, the do's, the don'ts. And we're going to be going to some of that today as well. She's also the founder of Freedom Lounge. She goes to Burning Man. She goes to porn conventions, all kinds of stuff. She's amazing. If you don't know who she is yet, you're going to love her. But let's give it up for my guest today, Cindy McGill. Cindy, welcome back. Hey, thank you. Okay, so um, this is part three of four, um, and we talked about four is going to be about live dream interpretation. That's right, live dream interpretation, but uh, we'll detail that at the end. But today, we're going to be talking about symbols in dreams, but also um, over-interpretation and why not to do that. So I'm just going to let you take the reins, and we'll go where this goes. Okay. Yeah, all of these things, remember, we've talked about in the first couple of sessions um, it's a, it's not a microwave type ministry, right? It's not something that you just wake up one day and all of a sudden you can do. Some people can, but my, in my experience, um, if you want to listen, especially to someone outside of the church, who doesn't have church knowledge, who doesn't have a God knowledge and that kind of thing. That's where I go. I go to places where God's pouring out his spirit on all flesh. That means people that do and don't know him. And he's giving them, uh, dreams in symbol language. So it's important to listen intently. We had the exercise where we had you listen to somebody, listen to a story, and then repeat back everything that you heard so that you can retain the information. I kind of call it dreaming with them. Mm-hmm. Like you're dreaming the dream with them. Yeah, I think that's good. And that way you can remember it. Like I, I've heard dreams now uh, that I can still recall. Like wow. people that... Mm-hmm, because it went in, it became mm-hmm. a part of my memory. And uh, so anyway, I uh, just want to be able to, to let people uh, know that this is something that you'll need to practice and learn. Uh, the more you do it, the better you'll get and the shorter the dream interpretation will be. Yeah, I think one of my biggest uh, stumbling blocks in the beginning is I tried to say too much. I tried mm. to give too much information. And it clouded the not only the interpretation of the dream, it, it it took up a lot of time and I got lost as well as them. Yeah, you're like, what am I saying? <laughs> we didn't even know what 
we, I was like, now what was a dream again? <laughs> you know, because oh, man. You're, you're getting words of yeah. knowledge. You're getting uh, downpours from the Holy Spirit and that kind of thing. Um, and so you're, you're doing double listening. You're listening yeah. to the dreamer as well as you're listening to God talk to you. Yeah. Uh, the other question I get all the time is, is every dream from God? No, absolutely mm. not. Every dream is not from God. Um, but dreams are, there are dreams from God, but God made every dreamer. So even if it's not a dream from God, a message from him, it's telling me something about the person that is telling me the dream. So now I can begin to uh, almost read them in a way, you know, God will give me insight into some of their struggles or maybe their current circumstances or that kind of thing. So mm. um, I've had to learn how to navigate, you know, and, and so another good principle to do is to use their language back on them. Okay. So if they use a certain word, you use that certain word in interpreting the dream, giving mm. that language, giving that interpretation back to them using that. So uh, we're going to talk about symbols. A lot of times people will come up to me and they'll go, well, what does a, you know, what does a swimming pool mean in a dream? And I'm like, well, let's look at the entire dream. I mean, it, everything makes a picture. It's a puzzle. It comes together like that. So is it in the backyard? Is it something that you desire? Or, you know, because swimming pools can be a time of refreshing or playing or family activity or that kind of thing. Or it could be something that's a danger to people that are afraid to swim. Very similar to dogs or cats or animals uh, that would be domestic. You'd say, well, what does a dog mean? Well, it depends on if you do or don't like dogs. Okay. Uh, dogs can be your best friend or they could be an, a, a threat to you if you've been attacked by a dog. And so you kind of have to, not, not every definition of a dog or description of a dog, uh, you know, is a friendly animal or domestic animal. Yeah. So again, uh, it all makes sense within the dream. And so you want to hear the whole entire dream. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the other thing is I try and, and ask people, when you want a dream interpreter to interpret a dream for you, don't have, you know, single space, back and front page, written out, you know, melodic sounding, right? Just monotonous. You're just reading the dream. Everybody will get lost in you telling that dream. I want it to be alive. I need for you to tell it to me just like you had it. Uh, I want to, I want to go in with you and discover what you're saying about that. I want to, I want to sense everything. I want to feel everything. I want to smell everything. I want to, I want to be able to involve myself in the description of what you're saying. So if you're reading it from a journal or something like that, and it's got many different parts, you will find that you will just start to give up. It's like, I, it's way too complicated. I've done so many now that I can follow pretty, pretty much. I can follow the theme. There's a thread through different segments of a, of a long involved dream. Yeah. So but, it's not like Cindy, I had a dream last night. It was about, I was in a house, but before I tell you that, let me tell you a backstory starting back way when I was an infant right, you don't and then you go do, through like, yeah, 
I encourage people, don't tell me anything about your backstory. I don't want to hear anything about oh, cool. that. I want to be able to hear the dream fresh without having any reference of what your life was like before or after or during having this dream. Um, I just want the dream. And so if you um, if you can just do that, it helps me to hear more, uh, I think, more purely about what the dream could mean, because I don't I don't want to hear. I want God to tell me what is going on here and what needs to be communicated. And if there is a backstory, if there is something that usually it'll come up, God will speak it. He'll say something to me and in the telling back or the interpretation of yeah. the dream. The other thing that happens is when you hear a dream and you, you get all the elements, you, you've now identified the focus of the dream. Remember we talked about that. Then all, where did the elements, where did the other, um, uh, you know, items uh, fit in? Where, where did they fit in there? And why was it in the dream in the beginning? Or why was it in there to begin with? So um, when you hear all of those, then you can start to say, you, you already know, there's already a thread. Mm -hmm. You're already beginning to get the interpretation. Uh, yeah. I've now gotten to where I've heard so many similar type dreams on the streets. Um, you know, we talked about the different types of dreams last week. Mm -hmm. And now if I start hearing someone tell me a dream similar to what I've heard over all these years, Sometimes I can even finish their dream. Wow. Now that's weird. <laughs> that's, that's like a Daniel super, thing, you yeah. know, but I can, I just know where they're going with it. And sure enough, there is shock. And then they'll go, how do you know this? You know, and that the first thing they'll say is, are you a psychic? And I'm like, no, I'm actually not. I'm not a psychic at all. Hmm. In fact, I get my information from the one who made you. Come on. So, you know, and that's not anything to do with psychic. That's just who you are. That's your identity. Yeah. And, you know, and they say, well, are you saying God? And I go, well, I call him God. Mm -hmm. And now they, they are so intrigued still. They want the interpretation because they, yeah. whether they're not, I'm not putting it on them to believe in God. I'm saying, yeah. I believe this is what I call him. This is where my, this is where I get my information mm -hmm. is from God. Yeah. And I'm a follower of Jesus. So mm -hmm. um, I clear that up right away. And so, um, yeah, if we can uh, keep it easy and to the point and it, it'll be palatable and then God will give you a word of wisdom oftentimes yeah. to accompany a forward motion, like here to here's somewhere to go with that or, or how to navigate through that. Yeah. Well, and also to the whole thing with, you know, saying the less, you know, the better. Um, makes it makes it more fun uh, mm -hmm. because it's more it's even more disarming to them because there's been sometimes even when like god will give me something about somebody but they beat me too telling me and so then mm -hmm. when i it it i'm always bummed when that happens because i'm like ah i knew that i was gonna say it but yeah. they beat me to it you know so, mm -hmm. so it's kind of this fun fun thing though to have that even be more disarming but to me just hearing you talk about this over the past couple of episodes really seems like it's about really leaning hard into their fascination with dreams. That's where you've mm -hmm. got them, right? So that's where God, that's more than enough room for God to operate. Mm -hmm. And so you're just using their fascination with dreams and just slowly revealing more, Hey, you're only seeing part of the picture. Here's actually more. And it all connects mm -hmm. to what they, the, you know, their experience. 
of having a dream. Um, and um, just from what you've been saying, it people know when when a dream, Christian or not, they know when a dream's interpretation is accurate, right? You see this kind of aha moment for them. It is an so aha moment. Yeah. They they'll tell you. Yeah. They'll say, "Oh my gosh, you hit it right on the head." So like, cool. That's exactly what this is, and that you you I don't I mean you couldn't have been more spot on. They'll say or something like that, and um so yeah and and so you want to be able to to hear clearly without a without anything clouding it up, right? And and that is where they then I call it the bridge. It's a bridge. It's an icebreaker. It's it's a way in it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's something that when, when they've had a dream that has impacted them on a deep level, they can't shake it off. Yeah. There's no way they're going to shake it off. They're going to, they need to have an interpretation they need to have. And they've probably gone to several different people that know them and they probably asked or said, told them the dream and those people who know them, tell them what they think. And of course that can either be good or bad, depending on if it's right or wrong. Um, but when you have someone on this, you know, out there who doesn't know them at all, we don't know them. Um, and we're able to hear from God, what, what is it that you want to say, or how do you want this communicated back? And then they're, they're like, Oh my gosh, you know, I, 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 I needed to hear that. And they know that you're a stranger. They, it's like getting a second pair of eyes on a dream. And we're like, let me get a look at it. Mm -hmm. Let me see. It's kind of, it's kind of like when we used to stand outside of a psychic store <laughs> and wait for them to come out. Oh, I love and that. And then we would say. You would do that, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> I, would. I, I did do that. And I like yeah. doing that. Yeah. And wait for them to come out. So we don't compromise the business. We just stand and wait for them to come out. And mm -hmm. then we'll just say, we'll do it for free, you know, and then we'll just do a, when I look at you, I see this, you know, or whatever God shows us. And then they're like, oh my gosh, why didn't I go and spend 65 or $70 and all this time to have someone tell me something that I just got for free. And I said, well, this is because it's available to you all the time, mm. you know? This is from mm. God. He's the one who made you. He knows everything that you're thinking, every hair on your head, every thought that you think, and every you know word on your tongue before you ever speak it. I mean, it's just like you don't have to go pay people to get to get this done, you know. Right. And so, um, and it's kind of it's really cool because you'll identify certain things. Let me give you an example. The, uh, there's a, a dream actually. I think it's in my book. Uh, what your dreams are telling you, and um, and it was about a woman driving a car and her daughter was in the back seat and she was ascending a mountain in her car. Okay. Or, or a steep hill, but it seemed like a mountain. And um, as she got uh, further up the mountain, a fog began to settle in and she slowed the car down because she couldn't see where she was going. Hmm. And it caused the daughter to have um, a, a real unsettled feeling. And she said, mom, keep going. And remember the daughter's a passenger in the car. And this is a woman driving her own car that she currently owns. So this is her life. She's driving her life. There's, she's making decisions that are going to affect her daughter, right? As mm -hmm. they're ascending to a higher place. Mm -hmm. And so when she stopped the car and fog began to settle in, uh, the daughter looked around the windows 
and saw, um, you know, dark figures coming and scratching on the windows of the car and that kind oh, of thing. Wow. And she was, she was getting terrified, you know? And, and when I heard the dream, I said, this is, um, this is a journey for you in faith. You're just because you don't see where you're going. You don't stop going up. In other words, you need to keep going hmm. because this is, uh, you're not always going to be moved by what you see. You're going to be moved by faith. You're going to be moved by knowing that you will arrive at your uh, destiny, but you have to keep moving forward in order to get there. Even if it looks foggy, even if it looks like you don't have a clear path, even when things don't look settled or right for you in your life. And it it's affecting your daughter the way that, and your children, the way that you're um, stopping and you're, you're letting fear settle in and it's also affecting them. Mm. And she got it. It was like, Oh my gosh, this, I've been doing this. I get, I, I start to move into something that I've never done or, or grow in a certain way in God. And I'm taking risks or chances and I stop. I just, it, you know, because she's, she was just feeling like she didn't have sight or she didn't have clarity. She didn't have a, a real clear pathway that she thought she could walk on. Well, that's where we all end up. You know, at some point, God always tests us in the dark. It's called mm -hmm. the dark night of the soul, or yeah. it's times when you don't see something or you feel like everything's clouded, very similar to what we've all been through since 2020. Mm -hmm. It's been a real uh, topsy-turvy type of um, upside down thing. And people have either stopped growing spiritually or they have been so confused and fearful about uh, forward coming events instead of keeping straight the path, like keeping on the path, keep going. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean you're not going to get there. And this is where you'll be stronger on the other side of the fog. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. You, 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 will, you will have seen. And it, so it was a spiritual growth dream in a way. It was a spiritual dream for her yeah. to say, you don't have, this will affect your family if you start freaking out and you don't, um, you don't keep moving forward, you, you know, regardless of what you don't see, because faith is a substance mm. of things you don't see, you know, I've, I've, and, and so we're going to be moving forward in this, in the days ahead that are very important for us to keep on track, just keep yeah. going. Mm -hmm. um, the world might shift and shake and God's shaking all things that can be shaken, but that doesn't mean we stop. That means we just go forward. And usually it's always a threshold. It's a time when you'll, you'll realize, oh my goodness, I'm so glad I kept going and I didn't allow my fear to, to paralyze me and stop me from growing. Because yeah. when that happens, then you start fighting, you start, you start quarreling with people, you start allowing a spirit of offense and things to come in, you begin mm -hmm. to uh, sort things out in your mind instead of by the spirit. And God knows what's going on. And he knows what he needs to do in order for us to advance in these yeah. days. Well, it's the difference. It's like the difference between a, a rushing river or a, you know, a babbling brook or a pond. And everybody's been next to a nasty pond, which has no movement to it. Right. And it's just mm -hmm. nasty. And I think Correct me if I'm wrong, Cindy, because I was just was going to throw this out um, with 
that dream even with her driving up and then her even slowing down, but then seeing dark figures with their hands on the windows or it was something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, I would even look at that and go to stop. That's also showing you that to stop is actually going to be harmful because then it, 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 it allows those, you know, the, the movement is what you're looking for, right? Cause you were saying mm-hmm. movement. So yeah, it was stop. irrational. It was irrational thoughts and it was fear. Mm-hmm. And the daughter is the one who was like, mom, keep going, keep mm-hmm. going, you know? Yeah. And, um, because uh, it was causing fear even in her child because yeah. of un- uncertainty. And so, um, and the only thing that the enemy can do is get us in fear. Mm-hmm. If he can get us into fear, he'll get us going crossways with each other. Yeah, He'll get us, yeah. you know, fear has torment, but perfect love casts out fear. So we have to stay in perfect love. We have to keep moving forward in perfect love. And Mm -hmm. so that the fear does not get a grip on us and on our family. And we just keep moving forward. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, we want to, we want to take note of what are these things that are trying to compromise us or things from the past or things like that. Um, And so I, I try and tell people something from your past doesn't always have the opportunity to cripple or compromise your future. Hmm. You know, just because you went through something doesn't mean that that's going to be your fate. Yeah, that's right. You know, you've got a, an opportunity and a chance and a, a, by God to, to make a change and, and shift directions and go a different way or keep going when things, when you can't see the road, you know? So we want to talk about symbols because uh, you were talking about a babbling brook and a stream and streams and things like that usually represent an anointing. They represent something to do with cleansing or anointing or movement where you're, you're flowing in the water. I remember mm-hmm. in the nineties uh, when the renewal movement hit and all, you know, everybody was jumping in the river. Right? And um, it was a fun time. It was a re it was a, a, a really cool time for, um, people that had been laboring and it had been a hard season for a lot of people. And, and so it felt like we were in, in a, in a refreshing time. Okay. And it was a number of years. It was early nineties through really the late nineties. And a lot of people will remember that. So there during in every move of God, there's always new songs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So um, and there was a lot of uh, things about take me to the river, or throw me in the water, or I'm going to swim or, you know, healing, hmm. healing words and all kinds of things like that. So it had to do with um, reformation. It had to do with refreshing. It had to do with uh, revival of a sort, you know, to bring you back alive again and have you uh, realize that, you know, this is a time of, of refreshing because we're going to need it the days ahead. I wouldn't, I think we're starting to come into a time like that again, because God needs to refresh all, yeah, of, he does. all, all of us, you know, yeah. that have been uh, warring against so many things coming from all over. So mm-hmm. I just want to throw that out. Yeah. But when you talk about water, it usually has to do with healing. It has to do with anointing. It has to do with something of a refreshing time. Um, I know that uh, I'm going to have to put my glasses on to read some of these. I do it. Um, so we're going to do the, you know, the symbols. And again, remember, symbols are just symbols. I, 
and until they all come together in a dream, it's like putting, um, it's like making a puzzle. It's got to have a picture. So mm -hmm. they can just be symbols for now, but you have to include them in the entire dream. And that's what makes your pit. That's what makes the picture come together. Right. So that's, mm -hmm. that's what gives it meaning. Yeah. So, um, you know, if you see uh, airplanes, it usually has to do with a prophetic anointing. A lot of people going on a, on an airplane means that you're all together seeing from a different level. You're all together. Now there's more than just one or two of you. Uh, you're in an, in an airline, you're all seeing the same clouds. You're all seeing the same view from above. Um, you're all seeing something. And so it's a collective um, anointing or a collective equipping for some days ahead. If you're in an airplane with other people, if you recognize the other people that you're with, then it has to do usually with a ministry that you're connected to, or it has to do with a group of people that you're connected to. And so that'll be a really helpful thing. If it's just a two seater or even a four seater little air, uh, airplane, it just has to do with you and maybe one other person that's uh, having a prophetic experience okay. uh, from a, a different level again. Helicopters are a little different. Um, they are able to hover. They can stay in one place. So it gives you a consistent look from above at something where you're not having to fly over it. And you're but you're able to be stationary for a moment to get a really good look. Yeah. And it's also a type of a rescue vehicle. Um, you'll see helicopters that will go into the sea. You know, the Coast Guard uses them all the time to rescue people that have fallen into the water or, you know, or off of a mountain, uh, you know, they're rescue type vehicles as well. So you want to keep that in mind. Uh, and, and this is where you do your contrasting. Why this and not that? Why was it an airliner with a bunch of people on it and it wasn't a helicopter? Okay. So you, that'll give you more um, meat, I guess, or, or strength to put into the, uh -huh. the interpretation of the dream. Um, if you're, um, so, you know, you really only got those few little vehicles. I've, if you're uh, for air for flying, um, of course, you know, you've got your fighter or your fire retardant uh, planes that fly over to take care of certain things. You have to put it all in context of the dream. But uh, typically, it just means all of you. If you're going over water, if you're going over an ocean, oceans usually represent an international call. Okay. Because it'll take you from one continent to another. And, it and it's something that you'll be flying over. That's also beaches have to do with, you know, um, um, oceans, typically. Our bodies of water... Um, you know, you'll have some like the Gulf of Mexico and stuff like that. But typically beaches will have to do with, um, you know, you're, you're on the beach and you're in preparation or you're seeing uh, what uh, could be potential for you as an international call. Mm -hmm. Ships on oceans, um, it's a slower moving vehicle. Again, it can be um, a recreational type of a vehicle, but either way, it takes you on water. So that would be a refreshing or it would be a, 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 nav, a, a thing to navigate, you know, through over to another continent, over to England, over to, you know, um, uh, Asia. You know, it just it depends on where where you're going 
but again, it has to do with an international type of a calling. It's just slower and moving over uh, there. And um, submarines, that would be something similar to swimming underwater and not being, not having to come up for air. Remember we talked about that. Uh-huh. So submarines are things that would explore or be hidden or submerged in the depths. You're seeing deep things. You're, you're, you're taking ground. Maybe it could be, uh, if it's a military type of a submarine, it has to do with warfare. It has to do with taking it from a deep place. It's a place that is um, almost stealth. You know, it's not something that you're going to see on the surface. It's underneath. And so, um, again, it's all in context of the dream. So, but that that does tell you that it's not going to be a surface vehicle. You're not dealing with surface things. You're going to the root of it. You're going to the deep parts. Um, And um, so, you know, these uh, types of fire trucks, uh, usually have to do, I always think they have to do with intercession. They're putting out fires. Um, they're, they're, you know, they can Interesting. be, yeah, they're putting out fires and they're, they're, um, they're not starting fires. They're, they're there to take care of fires or put something out that's burning out of control. And it's, mm-hmm. it's going to uh, take down a family or take down a, a building or a business or a, a countryside or, you know, uh, so it has to do with, um, again, coming to the rescue of um, and and putting out fires. And so, so I, what I'm what I'm hearing from you talking about symbols is it's and you kind of already said this already, but it's like a combination of what is this? What's this the function of this in our real world? Mm-hmm. Also, do, does this mean anything to the dreamer? Yeah, specifically. But then also, what does that all mean within the confines of the dream itself? Mm-hmm. And that can change the the definition of it, correct? Yeah. Like, you could say, oh, yeah, well, a helicopter is for this, but it could well, be. The dreamer could be a fireman. Right. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. I mean, if they're having dreams about being on a fire truck. They could be a fireman, you know, and so we don't know that knowledge. We don't have that understanding yet, uh, but I, I like to think of it being more of a rescue type of a vehicle because it's something that goes off. You know, it really doesn't. I mean, they're, they're going to be on the scene of something. Um, typically, they'll be called for a wreck or for a fire or whatever, whatever potential danger there could be. So it's more of a rescue uh, mm. type of a vehicle. Okay. And um, then school buses, you know, and again, you have to contrast. Remember, we talked about contrasting. Why is it a fire truck and not um, a big 18 wheeler? You know, why? Why is the fire truck in the dream? I mean, it could have been anything. It could have been a sports car. It could have been, you know, a horse. (laughs) Mm, You know, it could have been anything. So why? Why a fire truck and not something else? Mm. talking about 18 wheelers that usually has to do with supplies or it has to do with bringing resources or something like that. They, they carry supplies from one place to another. That's why you've seen an interruption in the supply chain because they 
are bringing goods into places where there was scarcity. Yeah. And so, um, and then you um, look at um, school buses. I talked about that. That means a lot of you are on the same learning level. You're being taken somewhere. Or you're, you're being transported to a place of higher learning or learning something. But you're all there together. Uh, high schools represent, can you usually represent places of higher learning and colleges. Mm. And um, if you're, you know, the age you are now and you're back in preschool or in kindergarten, uh, it has to do with regaining your innocence or possibly simplifying things, becoming childlike. You know, where you're you're not um, trying to make a bigger deal out of something that's not a big deal, you know. Yeah. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of these types of symbols. Again, the whole dream is going to make a big difference. You have to yeah. see it in picture. You have to see the whole dream. Yeah. But these are things. That's why, you know, in the back of my book, I put some symbols in there. But I'm like, these are just symbols. You know, so until you hear the whole dream, that could change. Like we talked about a dog, you know, a, a dog, you may or may love dogs. You may hate them. They might have bit you or you were chewed up by a dog or something ha horrible happened and you don't like dogs. You don't even want them around. And so, again, it takes on a whole different meaning. Um, bedrooms, let's talk about places and houses. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, so. You've got um, your front room or your living room. That's a place of social interaction. That's a place where you come together and you have just a greeting place or a place where you are casual and you're sitting around and you're just talking and whatever. Kitchens represent spiritual food, places where spiritual food are, are made. Okay. Also, grocery stores, restaurants, things like that have to do with spiritual food, has to do with eating or preparing it or buying it or it's a place of um, where you can purchase it if you need to. Bathrooms are places of spiritual cleansing. Usually that's where you go in and it's private. It's not for everyone to see, even though people have had bathroom dreams, you know, and we talked about that, I think, on the first show, maybe. Mm -hmm. um, bathroom dreams and, um, and then bedrooms are places of intimacy or rest, depending on, you know, um, what you're going to be doing in that bedroom and also a place that it's private. It's not something, it's not a sportsman <laughs> arena, you know, it's a place of, it's a place for you to rest or to have your own space mm -hmm. where you can lay down and you're not bothered and you can get re recharged and refueled front porches, usually and front doors, usually rep in front yards, usually represent future things. It's something that you haven't, you're going out the front, you're navigating forward. It's it's something that represent future things, back doors, back porches, backyards, those kinds of things can represent past things. Hmm. So if you're someone's coming in your back door, it has to do with a, an, an entrance of something from the past that that is trying to gain entrance into your present. So you want to kind of pay attention to that. And because um, but if you're going out the front door. Like the one guy that had a warning dream, um, he saw himself go out the front door, run across his front yard and get shot by a drive-by shooting. Oh, man. And it was very vivid. And we knew yeah. right away it was a warning dream. 
Huh. And we said, you know, this represents future things. So you've got to maybe change your course and direction before you end up leaving earth early. In fact, we even said, um, you know, um, you're going to live and not die. <laughs> That's where we went with it. You're yeah. going to live and not die. Like in, other words, in the you, opposite. Yeah. Yes, you're going to see your lot, your days long lived on this earth. So, um, but you need to change the course and direction. And yeah, there's said, a well, catch. I'm, you got to. Yeah. He yeah. said, well, I'm in a gang. And, you know, I just said, well, that's stupid. That, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I, I try and keep it together, but I was like, what, what are you doing, man? What are you doing in a gang? Yeah. You know, like what you, you had this dream and you're telling me, mm -hmm. you know, like, here's what I think about yeah. it. He and clearly I'm a didn't want to die. You no, know? he didn't want to die. Yeah. Uh, I saw basements and um, basements and attics, right? I saw that in the something popped up there a second ago. Basements usually represent foundational things. This could be generational things too, that your uh, grandparents, your great grandparents, whatever. It could be spiritual things that are foundational. They could be good or bad. It depends on uh, what they were into. Okay, it's something that is on the foundation level of your family, your home. It, again, you want to know, is it your grandmother's house? Is it your house? Is it a house you just moved into with a basement? Uh, could it be things that were left over from the people who owned the house before? Those kinds of things. So you, you just need to kind of sort it out again, according to the dream, but it has to do with foundational things. All right. Okay. Addicts usually represent stored things. Uh, they represent spiritually stored things. They're higher. They have to do with a higher, um, you know, a higher love, a higher place, uh, representing usually heaven or God or something good that was um, stored for you in an attic type place because you're going to a higher level. And um, and so, you you know, you want to keep those things in mind. Something just crossed my mind and went right out of it. Um, so anyway, you want to, again, identify where the attic is. Um, you know, is it because all the pieces of this are going to make a, a picture. All of it is going to make a picture. So. so like if the attic is above a bedroom versus above, uh, um, you know, somewhere else that you're talking about being. Well, it could be is. like somebody's house. I mean, okay. your house or someone else's house oh, yeah. or, okay. you know, um, you're you know, a house you grew up in, but you don't live there anymore, you know, that kind of deal. So uh, again, you'll have to, you know, as you, as you move further into this, it will be, it'll make more sense because um, I had, and again, I always do contrasting, which also keeps me from over interpreting the dream. Okay. okay. So I'll say, why was it an attic and not, you know, um, a, a guest bathroom or, or why was it an attic and not uh, the backyard near a fence or why, you know, why? Because it has to do with something higher. It has to do with something elevated or, or usually, and it's a, it's usually good. Okay. okay. Most attic type dreams, things that are stored that are good. Um, hallways represent transition places. Right. They're places where you've got opportunities to go into one door or another or somewhere else. You know, you can, you have choices. 
you can enter into this room or enter into that room. And usually when people are in a hallway, they're in transition. There is some sort of a transition going on that's taking you from a place you used to be to a place you're getting ready to move into or go into. And okay. uh, garages, that was one of uh, stored things, uh, another stored thing. It has to do, though, usually with, um, you know, uh, equipment or things that you would put in a garage, like your car or something that just protects you. But it's not necessarily in the house. It's just a, a, an added on or a connected uh, place, but it's still stored things, it, you know, things that you just don't always use all the time. It could be. Mm things that have to do with the work of your hands, um, you know, uh, something that you repair, you repair a car in a garage or you, you know, you get your lawnmower out or you, you know, whatever kind of thing is in your garage. Um, so you want to kind of, you know, make sure that you, again, wonder, well, why, why was it a garage and not, you know, the kitchen? Or yeah, something like so, that. Someone asked a really great, great question in the comments, and they said okay. they asked, "Can this apply? What you're talking about with dreams? Can it apply to visions we get from the Lord while we're still awake in prayer?" Yep, perfect. Mm -hmm. yep. yep, it does. Visions are pretty self-explanatory, uh, but I still think they need to have an interpretation at times. You know, mm -hmm. visions are kind of what you see is what you get. But um, if you're having a vision and, and you're seeing something, it could very well be like a waking dream. Mm. It could be something that you're just having a dream while you're awake and God's revealing something to you. So you just want to pay attention to it. Um, and so, again, it you have to the, the only way to really know for sure is to listen to the Holy Spirit <laughs> It's good because he's going to tell you, good he's going to tell you what this is. You know, yeah. we're going to give it our best shot, but the Holy Spirit's going to bring us uh, into clarity of what, what this is meant for. Why was this given, you know? So um, in regards to the, the dream thing, cause I wanted to revisit this cause you were mentioning, I think it was in the first part one or part two, um, mm -hmm. but you had mentioned that, um, you know, it's, it's unwise to, get an interpret or interpret your own dream. Uh, but I wanted sometimes a lot of times with me, I'll get a dream and I'm, I'm pretty confident in what I know what the dream yeah. is about. Like, it's just something that I feel like I've been given a gift to be able to do. And it's something that's just getting stronger, yeah. but I always bounce it off of my wife. I yeah. always go to her and I think, is that a good practice? Yeah. Okay. I think so. I mean, sometimes they're just pretty self. It's just, yeah. You know, they're not yeah. hard. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, well, I had this dream and this is what this is. I mean, and I do that too. Uh, the ones that are really important that involve, let's say government. Okay. Or let's say something on a higher level that has nothing to do with your family. It has gotcha. nothing to do with your work okay. or something like that. Okay. And it's involving uh, coworkers or it's involving, you know, the, the, the last thing you want to do is go to the coworker that you had a dream about and tell them. Especially when it's not like a, not a good dream. Yeah. Don't go tell people. Or if you have a dream that somebody dies, yeah. don't go tell them, oh my God, I dreamed you died. You know, I'm like, that is, that'll put fear into someone yeah. very yeah, yeah. quickly. Uh, first, the first thing you want to do is you want to take it to someone else that's not related or anywhere and pray and break that thing. If it's, if you've been having dreams like that and they come to pass, you want to break that 
off of them. You want to break that because it's, it's something that God's showing you or maybe you're getting insight to the future. Okay. Because there's no time in heaven. So maybe you're just seeing something that could be potentially harmful. And then I always tell people like, go get the person on the day that you think and take them for coffee Yeah. or, or get them out of whatever situation you saw them in or, you know, and, but intercession is a big part of, breaking stuff off like that. I mean, this thing gets so it can get so deep and weird that you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I haven't yeah. like I'm having dreams and they're actually happening. And how many people had dreams about, you know, uh, the tsunami that hit Florida before it mm. ever happened? You know, how many dreams were there? Or the hurricane I mean, we, that hit even that's what that's what I meant, hurricane. Yeah. And the other one was uh, 9-11, of course. We, we knew of numbers of people that had dreams about 9-11 before it ever happened. And now, of course, when it did, they were like, oh, my gosh, I had a dream about this and I didn't know. A lot of people had dreams about um, the election that was not from their soul. Uh-huh. Okay. It was from their spirit. Ooh, they, okay. Okay. So I'm not going to go there because I know that will just stir up that pot. But um, I was just going to ask you more about that that concept of soul versus spirit dreams. Yeah. Well, sometimes we just want it really bad, you know, and we just, we just, and, and so we got to remember we're learning as humans to be spirit led. Okay. Because our mind, will, and emotions will take us every which way our soul that'll take us every which way. And so soul dreams have that involvement of the mind, the will, and the emotion. And the, the thing is, your your feelings will follow your choices. Mm-hmm. This is how you learn how to grow in God, because your feelings will follow your choices. If you choose to do right and you choose to do what God says and he instructs you to do, your feelings will line up with that. That's now you're good. learning to be spirit led. Mm-hmm. Right now. And to those who are led by the spirit, they are the sons of God. That's in Romans, you know, the yep. book of Romans. Mm-hmm. And so we're learning how to be spirit led. And as we're interpreting dreams, we're also learning how to hear from the spirit, what that dream means. And these are just little helpful tips. Yeah. Okay. So God knows what the dream is. And the other thing, this will blow you up because it's as fun. They're layered. Yeah. So sometimes you'll have that dream and you'll go back 10 years or five years ago and you'll go, Oh my gosh, I remember having a dream about that. Well, it took five years for it to have another uh, layer or aspect Mm -hmm. or now another view or another lens to look at that dream. You know, it's a a God dream because you had it. It's imprinted on your spirit. You can't get rid of it right now. And some dreams took uh, 25 and 30 years before they were ever fulfilled. And, And some are unfolding right now. People that have had dreams 30 years ago are just now seeing the fulfillment or the unfolding or the unraveling or the, mm-hmm. the, all the, the things lining up yeah. uh, right now. And so um, it, 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 there's dreams are, are very interesting. You can sometimes give an instant answer to people and all you, it's like prophecy. You see in part and you prophesy in part, you're never going to see the whole picture. You're going to see what you see and you're going to give out what you see but you're not going to give out things that you can't see or things that haven't happened yet or that yeah. life hasn't been lived yet. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. 
So I was going to ask you about that. Um, have there been times where somebody gives you a dream, say you're on the street and someone oh. gives you a dream that tells you their dream and you, there's areas obviously that are very clear. You can identify, okay, I know these, but then there's area, like maybe one or two areas you're like, yeah, I have no idea what that is. I would imagine that's happened a couple of times. It has. It's happened a few times actually. Yeah. And the only thing I can do is I can give them a word of encouragement. Hmm. So if I don't have a solid direct answer about, you know, because I'm only got only going to see what I see, sure. like then I can still give them a word of encouragement and use things that are in their language, dreams, what they've told me about a dream. And I can uh, give them a word of hope. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's okay. what I owe. That's what the Bible says. You don't owe anything, any. Uh, anyone anything except a debt of love and, and encouragement and the the nature of prophecy is edification exhortation and comfort so uh, i i never prophesy a doom message i don't think it's my place i don't think it's something i want to come into agreement with um i want to see god's kingdom come and his will be done and that's always jeremiah 2911, mm -hmm. you know, I know my thoughts for you, toward you, and not for destruction, but to prosper you, to keep you in health, and to give you a future and a hope. I mean, so those are the, that's where I go with it because I'm like, I'm not going to partner with some kind of cataclysmic thing. You know, I'm going to pray that God protects or he keeps us or he, you know, he, he, and, and also speaking, we talked about, I don't know if we've talked about that, speaking to storms. And we've talked about storms. I think we talked about tornadoes um, in the last session, right? Talked about some tornadoes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Well, yes. usually they have to do with stirring something up. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, um, and they can be very destructive, you know. Uh, like I had a dream about friends years ago. And when I was first learning how to do this and, um, and I dreamed that three tornadoes were coming toward their home. And at that time I didn't have any reference. I didn't have any thing. All I knew is that I just, I just began to pray, just ask God, you know, just to protect them and keep them and stop mm -hmm. that stuff and whatever that might be. And they were going through three significant turbulent situations in their wow. home at that wow. time. And I didn't know. And, um, and I found out through someone else that, that, you know, they, and without me even saying I'd had a dream, I didn't, it just came out. God just wow. has a way of, yeah. of having it come out. Right. So I didn't have to put myself in that place of, Oh my gosh, I had a dream about this, you know, or that kind of thing. Um, and yeah, we did talk about natural disasters last time. And then also I want to talk a minute about deja vu because this is a weird thing. Oh, okay. okay. So deja vu, deja vu. Um, some people said like it's it's a thought hitting your brain twice. Well, I don't buy it. I I thought um, John Paul. I think he's the one that said John Paul Jackson said um, it's kind of like um, to. It's an if it's for you to know that you're on the right track, like you're you're right where you need to be. In other words, it's a it's a pinpoint of your future that God has somehow you. It's a 
It's it's because there's no time in heaven. Okay. So I just think it's it's a confirmation that you're at the right place at the right time when you need to be there because you've already lived. Maybe you've already lived it in the spirit. This is how weird the spirit stuff gets, right? Because and he always used to say, we are we are spirit beings having a temporary human experience. Yeah. yeah. That made sense to me. Oh, right? totally. So I'm yeah. like, well, then how are you supposed to find out like all things about all things? Because we don't know all things, right? Uh-huh. The Holy Spirit knows all things. Yeah. And he can tell us things. But but I think I like the idea of, and I've gone with it, that I think deja vu kind of is like you're at the right place at the right time. Because I get that a lot on the street. I get that a lot with my friends. I get that a lot with, you know, even my kids, my family and stuff. You know, it's a deja vu. Oh, my gosh, I've been here before. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, maybe, you know. Yeah, uh, I have. So- I have those, I've had plenty, plenty of those moments where, and I've always just taken it as confirmation that God is, is speaking. Um, yeah. and I'm listening where I can't quite remember the dream. I just know that I dreamt it or something. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden I'm there. I'm like, Oh my goodness. I literally had this. I saw this conversation 10 years ago, Yeah, but I, I couldn't identify who the person was, but I no. just, I have this moment of like, I, I've, I've seen this before. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's weird. It's like super weird. You know, it's you start kind of getting a little bit like, doo, 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 doo. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, yeah, like what is happening here? Uh-huh. So I've just come to, I've just come to the fact that I've just come to um, embrace the fact that we don't know everything. Right. We only know in part. Mm-hmm. We only know a little bit. We only know certain things and that's how God's going to teach us. And that's how he's going to show us. And we're going to go with what we know. And then the Holy Spirit's going to add to it. And I'm not going to run it through my filter. That was another thing about over-interpreting the dream. We tend to oh, run it through our own filter, or our yeah. own experience, mm-hmm. or I've had that thing happen. I've, I've noticed, and I, I try and train dream teams that I take with me, uh, don't tell them about your experience you know it's it's like just because you had that experience or something like it you they don't need to know that like they don't yeah. don't identify because that it muddies the water so to speak mm, yeah. and i just tell people try and shove all of your own this will be the hardest thing you shove all of your thoughts out of your mind at that moment when you're listening to a dreamer and you're listening to the dream so you can't run it through any of your own thought patterns, right? Yeah. You're, you're just listening to them a fresh, like blank canvas where you're hearing yeah. all things. And that way, that's the best way to retain a dream they just told you. And so I'm not, my mind is not wandering off. I'm not, you know, over here thinking about, what I'm doing for dinner or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't glaze over, you know, and I don't have to ask them to repeat the dream a hundred times because I wasn't listening well. And when mm-hmm. I, I had to train myself how to do, how to do that. I actually felt like God told me, if you learn to do this, you'll hear me better. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's true. It's, and so when I know I'm going to have, I'm going out, I'm going to do dreams. I have to be able to listen intently to a dream, repeat back what I heard, give use the language they used in the dream to interpret the dream, 
then I have to shut it down, erase the board and go to the next person. Yeah. And I have to give people like, I tell them like an hour to 45 minutes on, like you can interpret and then take at least 30 minutes off because Mm. all dreams will start to run together. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like anything where you can, you can get tired too, you know? Yeah. Well, and, and you've got all the obstacles, you know, you've got, uh, they'll be telling you a really important dream. And all of a sudden there's a baby crying, screaming loud or a dog barking or a siren goes off or a whole tray of dishes will fall in a restaurant and it, it jolts everyone and it, it compromises your ability to hear the dreamer tell the dream. Cause now they have to go back. Now it startled them. There's all kinds of things that go on while you're listening to an important dream. Mm-hmm. I mean, a life-changing dream, something mm-hmm. you have to be, that's, that's why I have barkers and bouncers on my dream teams. I've got barkers <laughs> who'll go and get people and tell them we're interpreting dreams for free. You have to tell them for free. Otherwise they think you're trying to scam them. Uh-huh. And then uh, you have bar- bouncers that will run interference like if somebody they're shopping and you're interpreting for a young girl and here comes her friend out of a store and she doesn't know what you're doing, talking to her friend. Right. So she's going to come break it up. So to speak, uh-huh. you have a bouncer that'll go say, they're just interpreting a dream for her. You know, they're, it's all free. They're practicing or whatever we were practicing for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then most often, whoever that is, um, they'll say, Oh my gosh, I had a dream. Yeah. I was going to say, do me now. Do me. Do me. They will. And they'll get on their phones and call their friends. Oh, wow. And you'll have lines of people to have their dreams interpreted. So I try and tell people don't, don't like set up a booth somewhere and do free dream interpretation at a weekend event, unless you have a very strong and equipped team, because you can't handle all of that. Yeah, it's a lot. You can't, and you've got to man that booth the whole yeah. time. So, I mean, when we did Sundance Film Festival, I had 50 dream interpreters on the streets. Wow. And we didn't have a booth or anything. So we weren't, we didn't have to be at a certain place at a certain time. But I still had 50 of them. And so we take shifts of going out and interpreting. And at a place like that where filmmakers are, it's easy to do dreams because they're dreaming. Right. Uh, most movies, a lot of movies come through dreams and they're just intrigued. Yeah. It was just a very uh, good soil for dream interpretation. Yeah. And I think we probably learned more there than we did anywhere else, you know? Oh, wow. I mean, yeah. You want to talk about just, it's like, that's like fertile soil right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And they want to tell you. Yeah. They want to tell you their dreams. And so, we had a, a good time and we, we made friends. We learned how to work together as a team, never more than one or two together. Okay. You want at least two, maybe three, but um, whoever the interpretation lands on. So when they're there, we're all three, let's say there's three, we're all hearing a dream. Whoever the, whoever gets it, you know, like in the, in the moment, Oh my gosh, you'll see, you'll, you feel, and you then, even if you're the leader of that little pack, you step back and let that other person interpret. And um, 
otherwise it makes uh, if you start throwing in like this is this actually happened. Um, I was we were learning to interpret dreams and I had someone with me and I interpreted what I thought the dreamer said. And the person with me on my team on my team said, I didn't get that at all. Oh, wow. Yeah. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. You're ruining our... Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Start over. (laughs) Yeah. So now the dreamer's confused. Yeah. And so I looked at my friend and said, well, what did you get? You know, now it became a competition. I mean, it was salvageable in that it became funny. Yeah, uh, because now the dreamers like, let's see, it's the it's the battle of the uh-huh. dreamers here. Yeah, but um, but you know, you want to try try not to make. And the other thing, the other problem I had is when people would feel the presence of the Holy Spirit because you do. Okay, I mean, God's more present on the street than He is in the church. I'm oh, sorry, I'm going to say it. I'm going to yeah. say it because He's out there. He yeah. loves His people. He yeah. loves people. And that's where his, that's where he's showing up right now. If you want to know what season are we in, we're in the season of the evangelist. We're in season of harvest time of people that are starving to death to get a word, you know? Mm. And so you go out there and the Holy spirit, man, he's, he's on it, you know? And then people start feeling it and they start jerking or hoeing and blowing and doing weird stuff like in church. Right. Uh Well, now you just hijack the encounter. Because the dreamer has no clue what you're doing. And I've had them say, I think they're having a stroke. And I'm like, you're, you're right. <laughs> I'll throw them under the bus. Oh, that's awesome. I know. I'm like, they are. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Weirdo. I, I got know, stuck like, with them. Yeah. I'm like, don't do that. Like, yeah. Because you just, they don't know what you're doing. You're used to doing something like that. But because yeah. you, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm, this is no joke. You, I, I'm, I'm feeling the Holy Spirit outside the church so much stronger than I am inside the church. It is like God is pouring out his spirit on all flesh. There is a huge download that we're getting when we go into the harvest because it's ripe. Yeah. And well, now, yeah. I mean, you're feeling it. They're feeling it. You don't even need a car to get home. Like you're just walking on air. Like, I mean, yeah. it is so fun to do. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. Well, I also feel like in the church too, there's like when you're out on the streets, the people are more apt to like, if they experience a miracle, they're like, whoa, or like a word of knowledge or an accurate dream interpretation. They're like, whoa. Whereas like, it's sad, but true. A lot of times in the church, they're like, did that really did that really yeah. happen? Like I've been made fun of because I've seen demons, yeah. like by Christians oh, in yeah. the church. I've been made fun of <laughs> and talked about behind my back. So like Jeff Lanes, you can see demons, you know, like yeah. you know, and so um yeah. But so for, for anyway. Halloween, you know, we're gonna go out probably Saturday. Uh-huh. And we're gonna do ghost encounters. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, we have a ghost. Yep, that's <laughs> right. right. And Holy so ghost. Holy Ghost. Yeah. And um, so I, you know, because we do Awaken the Dead. And so we're just going to go to where the college kids are and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they just yep. love it. I mean, there's, they just will like, they're all in costume anyway. So 
right. you know, they're all lined up and ready to go and they're just having a fun time with it. But the Holy Spirit knows exactly who to bring us at that moment. Yeah, and we've definitely. done it um, several years in a row now and it's been so, so, so cool. cool. That sounds fun. And I've got cameras and so we're going to, we're going to hit it this weekend. It'll be fun. Awesome. That's like, gonna be not- yeah. That's when a lot of people's Halloween parties are going to be going on anyways is during the weekend. So that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and it works and, and we, we just overtake it. It's like, no, people say, well, that's the devil's holiday. Well, not really. You know, I mean, it's, it's, God's going to take, because <laughs> it's God, it's God's day. This is the day the Lord has made, you know? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. Like, Let's just do that. Yeah. I mean, and um, kind of hijack the whole thing. So yeah. Yeah, I like it. Just ruin. Just uh, <laughs> never mind that my analogy was going to not be that great. But <laughs> anyways, ruin, ruin the devil's day. There we go. Yeah. Um, so something that you said at the beginning and then we talked about soul and spirit interpretation. Yes. Um, I'm kind of bringing them to those two together because at the beginning of this episode, you had said that all dreams are not from God. That's right. Um, and so then I was like, I wanted to ask you about that because I, I agree with your side. Um, but I know that there are other people who are respected people within the, the body of Christ who have said the exact opposite of saying, no, all dreams are from God. Uh, but the whole soul and spirit thing that you brought up is a perfect explanation to, to explain what you meant by that. Because I, I mean, I think we've all been in a situation where maybe you, if you're a gamer, you played it like a video game way too much the day before. And that was the last yeah. thing you saw before you went to bed. And then you went to sleep and then you had a dream where you were in the video game or you were playing the video game. Like to me, it's like also it's it's what we're filling our filling our soul with. Yeah. can play a, a, a huge role in what we dream. And sometimes it can just be a regurgitation of what you consumed. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We just, I mean, they're just outward processing yeah. you know, what they've been taking in mm-hmm. because whatever goes in comes out. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we have that all the time. I mean, it, and again, that would be a self-revealing dream mm-hmm. that just tells me something about them. Yeah. You know, that they're, they're, into um playing games or into these sci-fi things you uh-huh. know they're into this kind yeah. of stuff and uh they're kind of hard to interpret like on a on a real level i i just kind of more go with um looking for their identity apart from them being a gamer yeah or something like that so mm-hmm. i'll um i just know it's a self-revealing dream they're just telling me something about themselves about their lives about what they do with their time yeah. and all that kind of stuff and so then i'll just go and here's what, you know, I see about you. And yeah, see, that's cool. Yeah. Even so, when a dream isn't like a God dream, God is still going to take, he's going to hijack that time and be like, hey, this, here's, here's little bits and pieces of this person through this dream that you learn those things. Yeah. That's really and cool. And they're fine with it. I mean, yeah. they're, they're cool. They're just like, yeah, right. No kidding. Yeah. Um. So and we, you know, we have a lot of fun with it too. So I, I try and keep it really lighthearted so that we don't get so down and serious and weird about it that we lose our, we lose our fun and our spontaneity, you know, and, and it's, it's been a little even more tricky nowadays because everybody's so burdened about all things. I mean, yeah. 
it's just been like, you can't even like laugh anymore without people just getting offended with you. It's like, well, you know, the joy of the Lord. I mean, we're supposed to be living above circumstantial things and Uh God is in control and he knows what he's doing and he knows how he's going to make a way where there's no way and where he's going to cause his kingdom to be, to come. If we're praying that that's what he told us to pray. So it's like, let's, Let's have the joy of, of, you know, we are more than conquerors in all things and, and that we can rejoice in the fact that God's reaching people that would never listen. And you know what I've noticed too, my own experience is when you're, when you just have this, you know, you just go out and you just know you're excited because you're going to get to hear dreams. You're, you're going to learn as you go as well. Yeah. They feel that. And now it it actually removes their heavy stuff off mm. of them. Now they're starting to laugh with you, you know, especially if it's um a dream you can, you know, throw something at that's that's humorous. I mean, yeah. and, and they'll they're just like, oh my gosh, you know. Yeah. And you can see, especially now, they're like, oh, this is fun. Like mm. this is too much fun. Let's and then they'll then they'll call their friends. Mm-hmm. And go, come over here and get this done. This, you know, this is, you want to have this done. You want to have, yeah. you want to have your dream interpreted or you want to get a word from this lady or whatever. Yeah. And so, so yeah. my, uh, have you ever, there's, uh, you kind of touched on the conflicting interpretations thing. Um, and so I kind of wanted to talk about that. And then also, uh, so specifically with that, I would, I'm curious if there have been times where you've been in a group and someone has given an interpretation on your team and you're like, Ooh, that's actually mm-hmm. not what it is. Has that ever happened? Or do yeah. you just find a way to work it in? Yes, I do. I yeah. find a way to work it in. I'll go that. And let me add to it. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You know, let me add to it. I think, you know, and I'll go that you always want to uh, find something you can uh, agree with, you know, that was said. And let me just add, do you mind if I just add to that? Yeah. And then um, it, it's a win for everyone. Yeah, it's good. a win for everyone because you're not, you're not, you know, the, the, the example I gave you was the person said, well, I didn't get that at all. Yeah. Well, you never want to say that. Kind right. Of thing, you're you know? instilling less confidence in the dreamer <laughs> right. getting interpreted the interpretation. Yeah. And they're more like, oh my gosh, you know, well, is it that bad? Or they immediately go to the negative. Mm. They start thinking something's wrong with me or that kind of thing. So we've had to correct it um, and just find something that you can agree with, you know, there that was just delivered from another person and go, yeah, I just, and I, let me add to that. And sure enough, you know, God will just sew it right into them. Again, the more lighthearted, the more, uh, simple, simple. You can make it. I try and keep our interpretations down to about one or two sentences and I'll watch them. Body language is a language. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, you want to watch them if they're walling up, if they're closing up, you're you crossing know, you're their arms or crossing their arms yeah. or looking down or looking around or they're not even interested. I'll go, you know, thanks for letting me do your dream. And, and I've had to move on, you know, just like, See ya. Yeah. And then, and sure enough, they'll have one of those types of, of uh, body language experiences. And then I, my divine appointment 
the one I'm supposed to talk to is standing right like two or three feet away or something oh, like that. Okay. So if I wrap myself up trying to interpret someone's dream when they're not even interested or it's really not even something that they care so much about, they were just doing it for whatever. The saying yeah, yes because they have time. a hard time saying no, you know, yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Then I'll just greet them and thank them and whatever and see you later. You know, yeah. thanks for letting me practice. Yeah. And then I'll move over here and that'll be my divine appointment. That's gotcha. the one that God had me out there for more than once, you know, yeah, there's been that not, happen. So what I'm hearing you say is not every uh, interpretation or every dreamer that you come across is going to be on board and to not get bent out of shape. Yeah. If you feel like it was a bust and even a couple in a row that were a bust, there's going to be someone out there that's like yeah. a divine appointment. Yeah. And they they don't trust. People don't trust right now either. So yeah. it's just kind of good when you're just like, okay, let me give it a shot. Yeah. Let me just give it a shot, you know? Yeah. And now they're like, oh, okay. Nothing ventured, nothing gained here. Yeah, exactly. Know, it's a thing. little bit more. Not yeah. as so, so what ha what happens? <laughs> what happens if, have you ever had somebody give you a dream and you're like, I got nothing? Yeah. Yeah. I actually had that happen uh, a few times, but one particular time, um, they, they weren't even, they didn't even have a dream. They didn't okay. even have a dream. And so I was like, you didn't even dream this, you know, huh. that made more of an impression on them than, um, than trying to interpret a dream that they never really even had. Interesting. Yeah. So I've had that happen. Uh, there are times when I, I, I don't get much, you know, I don't get anything hardly at all. Or I'm, mm, I'm like, I don't, I'm not really sure where to go with that. So I'll, use again, if I can use their language of whatever it is, it, let's say it is a real dream. I'm not really getting a lot of stuff on it. You know, it's kind of scattered or maybe the way they're telling it to me is fragmented. So I uh -huh. can't really build a picture in my mind yeah. on it. Yeah. So I'll just go, well, okay. So you said this and you said that. All right. So here's what I think. And I'll just go with what it's more like a word of knowledge or it'll be more like a encouragement word, or it'll be more like something that I can just leave them with. Um, and so I don't get too worked up or freaked out about it. If I don't, if I'm not really getting it, you know, uh -huh. and um, especially I've had that happen at burning man where they've been uh, high. And so they're not really mad. <laughs> Uh, their brains aren't hitting on all cell cylinders no. anyway. Yeah. So I'm getting all kinds of stuff, you know, coming out and I'm like, okay, well, um, let me, let me just uh, do an impartation here. Of, yeah. Uh, you know, so I just kind of re redirect the entire encounter to something. Most of them, when they were high like that though, when they walked into our tent, because we had the Holy spirit. So, I mean, he was really strong. Yeah. Um, Better than get, any high that they could have ever experienced. They yeah. go, I'm not high anymore. And yeah, I go, that's no, crazy. that's because you're getting ready to experience the most high. Oh, come on. <laughs> that's awesome. You're going to get a higher high than that. Yeah. You know, buckle so, up. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I've had it happen. We've had all kinds of weird things going on, but uh, you just, you just keep moving forward, I think with it. And, um, and the more you can use your language back on them, the better you're going to 
feel. Now yeah, there's a couple of good questions in here. Like there's one, Tressa said, can God be giving you a dream and the devil know or see and throw in something in the dream to try to confuse the dream for the dreamer? Um, I'm going to say that, you know, the enemy is always trying to trip you up somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that um, oftentimes it comes from your, your broken place or your place where you've been afraid. Um, because I don't know that the, I know that, that the enemy has done night terrors and stuff like that with kids. Right. So there's been some real, you know, demonic stuff. The enemy tries to come in. This is my perception. The, I think the enemy tries to come in when the kids are vulnerable to try and scare them. And they, he tries to, uh, create a different identity for them than what God has for them. Okay. And sometimes it'll come through the night seasons. I know my little grandson used to have night terrors. We couldn't get him awake. Hmm. He would be screaming, you know, and wow. having all these night terrors. And then when we finally, he did finally wake up, he didn't even remember that he had, he didn't know that was happening, but hmm. we were watching it happen. We, a lot of people have told me that too. So I just think this, I think that there's things that we have that we aren't or haven't dealt with or that have traumatized us or hurt us in some way. Yeah. So those things will come up in our dream life as well. As God is trying to give us direction, there'll be sometimes, uh, you know, failures or hindrances or things or, or um, life that we that have where disappointment has been a big part of things that have happened to us. Okay. I also think that the, um, I'm not going to say so much the enemy comes in and tries to derail it as much as we just, we just allow, or, or we, we just haven't dealt with, or we haven't come to terms with some things that have troubled us and they come up in, in our spirit at the same time. Um, I know that there are some demonic things that have happened. Um, my daughter, when she was younger, um, she, uh, witnessed and felt, a, a demon pushing her down on the bed and the dog was on her chest. And so she was dreaming it as it was happening and she woke up screaming. Oh, so, uh, it was coming from the outside affecting her dream life on the inside. Mm -hmm. And again, this becomes really complicated because, um, I just have such a God view, you know, I just, I just, I know he's conquered Satan and I know that Satan comes in and sneaks in when we're trying to rest or we're trying to get, you know, again, beds are places of rest or intimacy, but peace is a seedbed of revelation. So when you're resting, you know, you're able to hear better. That's remember we talked about that in the beginning with Joseph, the father of Jesus he was troubled about what to do with Mary being pregnant and what to do with Jesus and all that. And God gave him a dream because he had exhausted his own ability to think it through. The same thing happens. I feel when, you know, when, if the enemy tries to come in and plant thoughts or seeds of deception in your mind, when you don't know him, 
okay, I'm when well, you don't know Jesus. Um, I hope I'm making sense. Yeah, you totally are. But because yeah. I just think that he just doesn't have that kind of power unless you allow him to have it. Yeah, see, that's huge. And, yeah. and so that's why it's so important for us to have. And if we're going to look at the dream life, we're going to look at the the impact that that dreams, what God puts the emphasis on dreams. He puts it on there. People are experiencing Jesus showing up in their dreams. We talked about that. The yep. man in white mm -hmm. identifying himself as Jesus to people in Iraq and Iran. And they're they're getting saved. They're leaving, you know, the the um, they're leaving Islam. They're leaving their religion in order mm -hmm. to follow Jesus and the churches are growing yeah. because people are having encounters with Jesus in the night season. Mm -hmm. Well, if they can have encounters with Jesus in the night season, the enemy can try and come in and hijack that too. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. because he's, he's, because until you're born again, your mind's not renewed. Okay. And so, and you're not, your mm -hmm. spirit's not renewed. You're still fallen, right? You're still away from him. Yep. So until you come into that place where, where, where you say yes to him and he becomes your savior. He becomes your Lord. He rules and reigns on the inside of you. He's making all things new on the inside of you. Right. And he's renewing your mind all the time. And, and we have the mind of Christ. And then we understand his by the Bible and understand his word. The more we know about that, the more we understand the spiritual life, the Christian life, the life mm. that we live, the less chance of the enemy coming in and trying to, to steal and kill and destroy. Does that make mm. sense? It does. It absolutely does. And I actually really feel like there's some people right now. Um, I just, I feel it, uh, feel in the spirit. I just feel like there's a couple of people who are filled with a lot of anxiety about having unanswered dreams. Um, and uh, God is wanting you to draw near to him, to find that peace that, that, that the, the interpretation of the dream that you're wanting interpretation for isn't the author of that piece that you're looking for is found in God himself. That's right. Um, and so I just speak peace over you in the name of Jesus. Um, yeah. That it's 100% that peace you're looking for is found in him. And yes, yeah. God is speaking to you through your dreams. Absolutely. But that peace that you're looking for is only found in him. So That's right. rest well, he's the that. Prince of Peace. Yeah. That's what he is. And yeah. the Prince of Peace powders Satan underneath our feet and underneath right. his feet. So again, understanding that God is with us as in all of us in every aspect of our life. Mm -hmm. And so as dreams increase. Because he said they will, Joel 2, 28, mm -hmm. as dreams increase in the last days, God is going to be speaking to us and delivering messages to us in the night seasons because it is his secret way of getting information to us. It's just, I call it the secret messenger, you know, mm -hmm. and, and you won't forget it. Yeah. It will be imprinted on your spirit. And the Holy Spirit will bring all things back to remembrance. He'll keep bringing it back to you so mm. that you have walking orders. You know what to do with what you've been given. Yeah. And so um, I just, I can't emphasize it enough. I think in the, and we are at a time right now where we can't fool around with knowing or not knowing Jesus. We need to spend yeah. time. I said this, 
I think on every session, you know, you got to know him. You've got to know his voice. You have to understand what he's talking to you about. You need to know. You hear the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of another you don't listen to. It's important yep. for us to learn to listen. It's in the veggie tales. Larry learns to listen. <laughs> you know? It's like it's important to learn to listen and mm -hmm. hear his voice and know his voice because yeah. you're going to have a lot more obstacles and things coming toward us as deception, as darkness. It's Isaiah 60. Um, darkness covers the earth and deep darkness covers people. And when deep darkness covers people, it says, but you arise and you shine and your light or his light in you and your light will come and the glory of the Lord will be risen upon you. And it says nations will come to your light. So when you rise and you shine and you know him, the light that's in you, Jesus is the light. He didn't. That's another. He's the first one that ever spoke. I call it new age. He said, I am the light. Mm. <laughs> You know, and it's mm -hmm. like he said, I am the light and he is the light illuminating darkness in him. He is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Mm -hmm. And so the more that we understand that, the more that we will illuminate his purpose, his plan, his we will execute his his desire, our um, assignment on this earth through the light that is dis dis expelling and illuminating the darkness where it can't have any place to yep. hide. That's right. It has nowhere to hide. Yeah. And so then it becomes, we start seeing more clearly and we hear more clearly and we, we, we aren't being tripped up mm -hmm. by everyone and everything. Yeah. And that's what's happening right now. All this, all the voices and all this stuff being poured and shoved down people's throats and do this and take that. And, live this way and move this, you know, and then fight with each other because you, you know, I think Patricia just, I know Patricia just did a, a Patricia King just did a whole thing on a, the spirit of offense. It's a literal spirit in the yeah. atmosphere. And she said, there's family members that aren't even talking to each other. Yeah. It's crazy. And, and why, yeah. why is that? Why is that happening? You know, because we have learned, you know, we're, we're just so spinning about certain things that we're just not hearing the voice of the good shepherd and the voice of another, we're not going to listen to. Yeah. You know, he's going to guide us with peace. He said, I'm going to counsel you with my eye. That means you have to have eye contact. Mm -hmm. You got to keep it. And so that you know, what is him and what isn't him and what is he saying? And yeah. when to avoid uh, arguments and language landmines, words that work, mm -hmm. <laughs> avoid language landmines. And stop getting in fights with everybody and, and, you know, picking at each other. And because we're, we're traumatized because Satan is triggered right now. You just need to know this. He's triggered. He knows his fate. Mm -hmm. He knows what's going to happen. He knows things are getting ready to be exposed and he's triggered and he's just throwing stuff out of left field here and there and right and left and in yep. churches and mm -hmm. between relationships and, there's never, I, you know, there's an attack on marriages right now. It's ridiculous. It's like, I've never seen so many in all my life. I'm like, come on. Yeah. You know better than that. Like, 
pull it together. Let's not mm -hmm. listen to voices of other people and other things. Yeah. Listen to the voice of God and stay in step with him and make yeah. sure that you're letting him guide you and direct you because he mm -hmm. will. Yeah. And for those who are like, Cindy, what does this have to do with dream interpretation? It is all connected, you guys. All connected. Uh, she just threw gold at you just now. Um, and all of that is connected because it's not just about the dream interpretation, just like it's not about giving somebody a prophetic word or, you know, prophesying over, you know, somebody or doing these things. Like it's all connected. Like, uh, that healthy relationship with the Lord, that healthy spiritual place, like it's all, all of it's connected. Well, so. yeah. If our filter, if we know how to listen to him, we will learn how to interpret dreams. Mm -hmm. Especially he'll either give you a dream about the, he'll either give you the understanding of a dream that it was told to you, or he will give you understanding of the dreamer that just told yeah. you the dream. But either way, He's got something for them to hear because mm -hmm. how are they going to hear without a preacher? Right. And they're going to need to hear the truth and the truth needs to be spoken. And so either way, whether it comes through an interpreted dream or whether it comes through just a word of knowledge or encouragement, or whether it comes through a miracle that will be, you know, we're stepping into that time now where miracles are happening all over. People are getting healed of cancer and teeth are growing in and, arms are going to start growing. I mean, all kinds of things people have seen in third world countries forever. Mm -hmm. It's going to start happening right here in America. So, you know, we just need to realize that we're, we're stepping into a supernatural warp speed time like we've never seen before. And we have yeah. got to learn to hear him. We just do. I mean, it's not optional anymore. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, not knowing his voice and not knowing what he says and listening to other people or other things is, is going to, it's going to knock us out, man. Yep. We're going to, it'll take time to get us back on course. So yeah. all I'm saying is, you know, let's just, let's understand what, what the season and the time that we're living in so that we can be prepared and ready to go with it. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. And yeah. the dreams are going to, God is going to increase in dreams. He said so. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to learn to interpret them as we practice doing it. And well, yeah, we and, have, yeah, and the veil is thin. It's like, it, oh, this man. is, it's yeah. not like, oh, I only, I, I'm not even going to learn how to interpret dreams. I'm just going to let Cindy do it for me. Like that's the wrong <laughs> mentality to have because it's like, again, you're putting your faith in a human being versus God himself. When, I mean, you're telling people how you learned how to do this stuff yeah. and that everybody can access this. It's not like, I mean, obviously there may be a measure of anointing that maybe some people are better at than others or whatever, but everybody can do it. Um, and so I just I, had to learn. I, I started, yeah. I was bad at it. Yeah. <laughs> I told you this, I was not good at this at all. Yeah. I wanted to give up. I mm -hmm. didn't even want to do it anymore because I was that bad at it. Yeah. And it was depressing. <laughs> it was sad. And I felt like God kept saying, if you just keep going, I'll teach you. Yeah. I'll help yeah. you and instruct you. And now I've gotten to where it's like second nature, but I've been doing thousands of dreams. I made it yeah. a point to overcome in my weakness <laughs> yep. and to let God teach me what to do. 
Yeah. And with it, the prophetic grew. And with it, word of knowledge began to be more accurate. Yeah. And yep. so, and that's happening right now. There's a real uptick in the prophetic. Mm -hmm. And God is showing us things and we're feeling and sensing things that we've never had before. We haven't, we haven't been down that road before. And mysteries are being revealed to us that we've not had access to either. Mm -hmm. So everything we have to learn how to understand the times and the seasons that we're living in and what we're supposed to do with the information. Yeah. And um, when we do next week's show and we have actual dreams, uh, we'll interpret, I'll interpret the dream and then tell you how I arrived at the interpretation. Yeah. And so that'll be helpful. But again, I had to, I learned by just doing it and taking little tips, little bits and pieces of contrasting. Why this, not that don't overinterpret the dream. Don't run it through my filter, you know, repeat back the words that the dreamer has told me, um, that kind of thing. And yeah. then it's, it's opened up a whole new way and keep it short and keep it where it's not complicated yeah and don't don't start putting people in the dream or churches or pastors or people that hurt you or whatever in the dream because oh well that sounds like it could have been you know well if it's not listed in the telling of the dream then it has nothing to do with that mm, yeah and yeah. that's that's how you oh you know guarding against over interpreting a dream yeah. Or over explaining a dream as the over case may be. Explaining, yeah. 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 So really quick, um, everybody, I'm going to have Cindy pray. <laughs> Some of you guys bow out right when they start praying, stick around. All right. Lord, I just want to thank you for this time that you've given us here. You're uh, showing us your heart and your emphasis on dreams and interpretation of dreams. I want to ask you, Jesus, that you would open the mind of every person listening and everyone who's wanting to learn. God, I pray that I can only take people so far, but God, the Holy Spirit, you, God, can take them further. You can reveal to them and give them insight, give them instruction and give them direction in their dream life mm -hmm. as they're dreaming, as they're learning to interpret other people's dreams, as they're learning to hear well. God, I pray that you would give us supernatural grace to learn how to interpret well and how to um, uh, hear your voice and how to navigate uh, the days ahead. I thank you, Lord, that you can give us a discernment and will give us discernment on how to know where the source of the dream is coming from and how we need to uh, listen to you and how you want to teach us your ways in, in um, going down roads that you're going to open up that seem to be no way and you're going to conquer the evil uh, parts of, of things that would try and come and, and uh I keep getting this like a, a chains or some sort of hindrance or some sort of bondage that you're held in because of past experiences. And I just want to cut that off of you yes. right now and say, that's not your future. That's not what your, that's not what your life is about. And that God is going to sever certain things from you, even in your dream life, just like he's appearing to so many people in dreams and revealing himself, he's going to reveal the answer for your life mm. in your dreams. I thank you, God, for the blanket, the, the canopy, the, the, the uh, spirit, the Holy Spirit resting on every listener and every dreamer and every person who's wanting to learn how your ways are. Teach us your ways. 
and we'll walk in your truth. So we just thank you for that, Jesus. We just thank you, God. We thank you for giving us insight into things we don't have any yes. any way to know. Mm -hmm. So we just mm -hmm. love you, Lord. We just thank you, God. To just draw us closer to you now in this time that we live in. Draw us closer. I just thank you, God. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a big key right there. Yeah. Just draw us close to you. Just let us rest in your arms. He leads us beside still waters. Mm -hmm. And he restores our soul. Yeah. So, yeah. amen, right? Amen. Yeah. Okay, everybody. Cindy, it's going to be a great time. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I told you in the beginning that this will probably create more questions than it answers. Yeah. So I have fulfilled. Yeah. My, my yeah, spirit. it's going to be great. And I think it's that's the be best fun. way seeing you put into practice what you've been teaching sometimes i'm definitely this way where it, it if i can see somebody do it i got it i'm like oh okay cool yeah even if i don't like it doesn't solve all the problems seeing someone else walk through so i'm excited to see it as well for that reason so all right all right well cindy uh, yeah this is going to be great i'm super excited uh i've been wanting to do something like this for a long time so <laughs> Very, very excited. Um, Good. But uh, also, Cindy, really quick, just want you to tell people about your books. Uh, oh, yeah. All that stuff. Okay. Uh, CindyMcGill.org. Two books that I have so far. Uh, words That Work. You want this. You want words that work. Yeah. And what your dreams are telling you. Um, unlocking solutions while you sleep. You actually want both of them, but Words at Work will give you language how not to speak Christianese to a world that doesn't know what you're talking about. Mm. And it gives you um, a lot of examples of the heart of God toward people that are away from him and how to handle situations that seem sticky or tricky right now. People's lifestyles that don't match ours, that kind of thing, because we've been out there, we've been doing this for a while. I've, I've given a lot of uh, gold, a lot of my secrets in that book of what we learned when God taught us how to speak to people that are living in a woke culture. Okay. Um, and the church desperately needs this right now. So uh, I'm just telling you, I, I, I had to unlearn it and then relearn myself, but words at work will give you, it'll lift you up. It'll make you understand. It'll just make you feel like everyone is valuable. Everyone mm. has purpose. Everyone has uh, something that God, God so loves the world. Okay. That's really what the message is. God so loves the world. Mm -hmm. And so um, get words that work. It will really benefit your life. It has a, a, a little thing in the back too. That say, it's a chapter that says, say this, not that. It's how to change your Christian language to words that can be palatable and be yeah, comprehended by people outside yeah. um, of, of church. So yeah. we, they don't speak like we do in nope. there. They don't know the Bible and they don't know King James and they don't know what the Bible <laughs> says. So um, anyway, uh, it's, so it'll, it'll help you. Um, and it'll give you a lot of encouragement. I feel yeah. it'll just really encourage you. It's gotten really good reviews on uh, Amazon too, which I'm really thankful for because mm -hmm. um, when I wrote it, I was kind of nervous. I thought, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be giving all this out. And I don't even know what people are going to want to do with it. And mm -hmm. so people that have taken some of the strategies with the heart that, that loves, knows that God loves the world, loves, loves the world, loves people, loves his friends. 
they've taken it out. They begin to do outreaches and they have lines of people uh, yeah, just coming cool. to them and they're not afraid. It's not a repellent. And they, they start having, they want to do it more. I mean, I'm getting people's lives have been so changed by um, watching God move through them in this way. So hmm. it's, it's, and they've, also got a new perspective of God's heart. You know, some, sometimes we get taught things that aren't necessarily true. Yep. So, it's true. Anyway. Yeah. So get the dream book, get words at work. I have a dream journal too. You can get all, I think it's a package for 40 bucks or something like that. Yeah. And so and you can just, get them on cindymcgill.org. Yeah. It's awesome. So there you go, everybody. Also links are in the quick links to this specific links on her website or in the description. So you can make it easy for yourself too. Uh, and go support her. Honestly, these books are, I mean, it's a wealth of knowledge. So we love you guys. Also, there's a donation link at the end, elijahfire.com. Thank you guys so much for all your donations, elijahfire.com slash donate. Uh, we love you guys and we will see you tomorrow. Bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today.